Randomly with Ronnie Jr. All right, we are chatting with B, also known as Pet Shop Boy. Real estate is the job, but social media has sort of taken over for this guy. Uh, Pet Shop Boy is the Instagram handle. It sort of became this thing that, like, you just kind of spoke your, your truth or whatever, made yeah. lots of pop culture commentary, and people wanted more and more. Is that kind of how things blew up for you? Yeah, um, I noticed that I accrued more. Hi, by the way. Um, I, I noticed <laughs> that I accrued uh, more following, uh, more followers when they introduced the stories feature on Instagram. And that's when I, because I, I post mostly as stories. I don't really do a lot of, like, actual feed posts. Um, and the, I think it's just the format of stories, kind of like people with like shorter attention spans and it's great storytelling technique, uh, uh format, I guess, to tell stories in and just right. kind of offer your, offer your opinions on pop culture and, you know, commentary. And one of the biggest pop culture things he talks about is Housewives of Potomac, which I enjoy as well, because I also interviewed Giselle Bryan, who I think is amazing. Um, real quick, before we get to some of these pop culture things, can you just tell me, how from doing that, making it sort of a hobby, um, as you stated, you know, we talked about real estate is your, is your thing, but like to mm -hmm. go ahead and do a podcast and it seems to be growing pretty well. Like how does, how does that duality hit? Like what gave you the, the idea? Like I need to take this to the next level. So, I mean, I thought it was the next gradual step for me because I mean, I listened to a few podcasts. I mean, I'm not a huge podcast listener, honestly. Um, and even still after I have one, <laughs> um, yeah. but I just thought it was the next gradual step because it's like a storytell, a way to storytell, but not, not necessarily, I've never been someone who feels like super comfortable in front of a camera, but I kind of feel okay just kind of talking. So, I mean, it just seemed like a natural progression for me and it was so easy and it's definitely more DIY. And also I, um, I had interviewed with a few different people, you know, the idea for a podcast to come to me from a couple of different places. Like, um, I had interviewed with Viacom reached out to me a while back. Um, and then like, also I talked to someone from Vice, things like that. So it was always kind of an idea in my head, but then I finally, um, Tracy Morrissey, who's my current producer for the podcast, The B-List, she reached out to me via DM and had followed me for a long time. And she said, long time listener, first time caller before we even had a podcast, but she was right. just saying, you meet yeah. with me to discuss some possibilities about developing one or a show. And so we met and she was the first person I felt like really like understood what I was about. And she came to me with like a fully formed idea. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. You have it all worked out. So it just kind of worked out perfectly. And that was early this summer. We kept talking and then around like fall was when we really sat down and decided to make it happen. Uh, yes, no, long time, first time is like a radio, like, yeah. I <laughs> she got me with that. <laughs> the Howard Stern moments. And I got to tell you, like, for me, one of the big resistance I've, I've had is like, I've always enjoyed working in, cause I worked in the radio industry. So I always enjoyed terrestrial and I had such a hard time transferring over to like enjoying IG stories. And I will tell you, one of the reasons I had to have you on my platform was because I saw your stories and I was like, oh, you could actually make them amusing. I don't know what it was. I think it was, it was a little bit of, you, you kind of like, I don't, I don't know if you designed it, but you did content that felt like stuff that I'd be interested in, Housewives mm -hmm. of Potomac, but yeah. the twist on it and the POV, the point of view was like really, really intriguing. Um, yeah. What are some oh, of the things, go, go ahead. No, no, I don't want to cut you off, sorry. What are some of the things that, you have posted and what what are some of the things that get more reactions? I, I assume 
Potomac, but there's like a lot yeah, of different- really, Honestly, it depends because for instance, like Potomac is a show that I felt like for a long time when they first came out, I was always watching it. And I've yep. always loved the women, but now people are just kind of catching on, I guess, because I'm hammering it into people's heads. <laughs> in front of me for being into Potomac, but now they're like, they fully see why it's amazing. I mean, so I'm not a big Atlanta fan, so I really have been saying for a long time, outside of Kenya Moore, who I love, Potomac yeah. is way better than, than Atlanta. Yeah, so better. So a couple better. years now. Yeah. So um, all that to say that I don't think I think it necessarily about what people are going to respond to. I feel like honestly, sometimes they respond to the stuff that I wouldn't even think that they would. For instance, like my stories focused on uh, Karen Huger or Robin Dixon or I mean, not, I don't only just talk about Potomac, as you know, but um, the things that I feel like wouldn't even necessarily be popular on other people's pages. That's the reason that they come to mind. So those really tend to get the most traffic because uh, the best way to say it is that I guess that they're unique to my point of view, I guess. Absolutely. Aren't necessarily what everyone else likes, but when you set them to music or you do it in a certain way, then it can kind of, people can relate to it. No, honest to, honest to God, I was that old, like pushing 40 year old that was like, I never want to do IG story, but then I've seen your stories and I've laughed and I've always had to say like, I think it's because A, he talks about stuff that is relevant to like, you know, people around our age or whatever the case yeah. but like it's also like that funny spin some of the karen huger stuff is great so just let's do one potomac thing because i can't move on so yeah, is yeah. karen huger your queen of that series because i'm a giselle boy myself um karen huger i think so i mean i love giselle i met giselle she's really sweet but i think that karen huger has something about her where she's just like not totally self-aware and like she's not great at the reality tv game yet and i think that's why i love her because she's kind of like a little bit off you know what I mean? Right. She's not perfect. And she's like, kind of like how um, people love Mariah Carey because she's like an imperfect, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like so yeah. much to like, be like, she's kind of a bad performer sometimes at times, but she's also when she hits it, yeah. she's amazing. So that's why I like Karen. She's the most, I think, human. Is it, okay. And, but you do like Giselle. That's just what I makes sense. They're, they're an all-star cast, really. What I, yeah. loved, what I loved about Giselle is even going back to episode one, because I was like you, I was an early Potomac fan, because I don't watch all the franchises. I watch like Jersey a lot, love New York. Um, yeah. I couldn't tell you who a Bronwyn is on Orange County. I don't even know who that woman is. Barely <laughs> found, I barely found out that Bronwyn and Gina are two different people. I, I always thought that was the same person, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got a long way so to go. If you don't follow that one, it can be different, definitely different, di difficult to, like, differentiate them. But um, I've met Bronwyn. She's really, really sweet. She's great. Um, okay. and I, I really like OC. Specifically. Is it worth a watch? See, I was a Miami. Yeah. I liked Miami, and Miami got canceled. So that kind of bugged Miami me. kind of flavor to it, because especially the new season, the newest one, it's, like, um, it's definitely wilder, and it's a little bit younger. Um, but nothing compares to the real Miami, though. Um, my question to you is, how do you balance doing like this fun social media stuff just sort of as a hobby, but then did become something you made lucrative and, you know, spawned to a podcast and then balance like your workload with your actual job? Um, do, you, do you find like that balance is kind of challenging? Well, because with my job, um, I do work a lot, but it is a lot of it can be on my own time. Like, you know, I can kind of form my own schedule depending on what project I'm kind of working on. Um, it's really project based. So there's times when I'm really busy, but I always kind of, I mean, the thing is, is like when I'm drafting stories and stuff like that, it's not really something that I pre-think. I'm really just kind of doing it on the cuff. I yeah, but it's funny though. I mean, you can't knock, like, I know you're being humble or whatever, but it's like I said, it is amusing. And then I think I heard one of your podcasts, you're talking about, oh, should I dip into talking more about love and hip hop and Mariah Lynn? I said, oh, yeah, yeah. 
this this boy, this you know, pet shop boy, he's he's talking about a lot of stuff that I think is funny as heck because we yeah, all yeah. love Mariah Lynn, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm sorry. The question was, how did I? Yeah. So I mean, I live in New York, so it's kind of di it's not too difficult to like be kind of in have your hand in a bunch of different worlds. And um, for instance, like when I noticed my social media following started going up, people started to ask me to host parties and things like that. And I don't like totally love to do tons of parties, host things like that. But if it's going to pay, and if it's someone that I yeah. actually go to, or if it's someone that I really like, I like, then um, I'll work with them. So it's it's been great in that respect. And then also when the social media following kind of grew, more brands started reaching out to do sponsored content. I've done stuff with like Chappie, the dating app, um, right. um, Trojan last summer, um, different things. So now I'm, I have a partnership going with Lyft and City Bike right now. But this is totally. Um, I'm not even getting paid for the Lyft City Bike thing. Just like it's just for um, critical workers right now during the during the uh, coronavirus crisis to get them a free month of bike share. Uh, my question to you next is: Growing up in Houston, what drew you originally to New York City, and what do you feel about it from the time that you got here uh, in New York to the time that it is now? Like, do you feel like every year New York? lessens its spirit like does new york come through hit, hitting harder like how do you feel about new york city because it's just constantly changing i first moved to new york when i uh, i think it was 2011 yeah 2011 and have been on and off about six years mostly in harlem and then also in bushwick yeah okay um so i moved here what did i move here oh god like 15 years ago i think yeah a while ago <laughs> um but i mean I, I never really felt like totally at home i mean i Definitely, it's my home, Houston, but I've definitely always knew that I would end up somewhere in the Northeast. I don't know what it is, um, but I just always had my eye on New York. I moved here, and it took me about like six, five or six years to really kind of start to actually like the city. Five um, years? About, yeah, because I feel like you go through so many iterations in like groups of friends and things. You think that the people you first meet when you move here are going to be your forever friends, and you don't understand oh. You're gonna go through a lot of different phases when you move here and you're gonna see a lot of different groups until you figure out which, get your footing. It's such a big city, you know? And it took me a while to really like find the friend group that I still have today, you know? Well, I think also when you're in your 20, early 20s or mid 20s, you're, I feel like your tolerance is so much, you let everyone be a friend. But then when you get yeah. over 32, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I hate you yeah. all. But then it might just be your own shit. Um, can we talk about like, so. huh? Well, I'm 25, so I don't know. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the one pushing for you. It's all good, and I'm still sexy, and that's just what it's going to be. Um, can we talk about also, um, so on the, the social media, that and it spills over to podcasts as well, uh, it's called the B List, after your name, B. I always get that confused because I'm like, is it Pet Shop Boy? Is it B? Um, you also talk about you know, not just Housewives, of course, but like just some great queer content. I know recently you had Evan Ross Katz on there. Um, yeah. Who are some sort of like icons or people that you adore as far as like how they're rocking it in the queer community? Like who who's doing it right? I mean, a lot of people have adulation for Billy Porter. Who do you feel is doing it right out there? Honestly, like the entire cast of Pose, I love. Um, yeah. Specifically, um, MJ Rodriguez, I love. Um, I think you hosted a party with. Did you host a party with MJ also? Uh, I did, yeah, I, I didn't Pride. meet her at the party. That was like last summer for Pride, and she was great. Um, and she's great on that show. I think they're all phenomenal. So I love all of them. Billy Porter, I guess. Um, <laughs> I really thought about this. Um, I mean, Evan Evan Ross Katz is someone I really respect his opinion, and I love his writing. Um, and I think Ira Madison. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Hello, yeah, that podcast is, is, is kind of everywhere. Yeah, he's and he's just got a really unique kind of like funny voice and point of view, you know, so I really like him. Um, I, li- I really like that singer Vincent. Have you heard of him? No, no. I'm thinking of a porn person, but go ahead. Oh, no. His name is like Vincent, but I think there's like no E in it. But if you, I think he was actually on Evan Ross Katz's um, podcast. Oh, it's ringing a bell now. Uh, is it poppy like sounding or the music? Yeah, poppy. Yeah. Okay. I just recently got into him. So he's just the first one on my mind. Um, but I, I don't know that much about him. Yeah, I think that's, that's mostly, yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, yeah. Thoughts, just because you're great on commentary, I'll just throw out a couple names and I just want to hear what your thoughts are. One yeah. of them will be a bit of a trick because she's my queen. So I hope you don't rip her to shreds, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so the first one we'll do is, of course, Dua Lipa, Dua Peep. Uh, Dua Peep. The only way to explain uh, it. Um, just give me some great commentary and some banter on the amazing Dua Peep. Um, I didn't really like follow her that much the first album but the second album like the build up to it i don't know if she hired some different stylists or what i've got <laughs> different gaze around her but now i'm fully sold i like love it it's a great album i'm fully a doula peep stan yeah i i, I have heard... my stories and stuff it's not because i usually if i if i if i like drag somebody like oh. or, or somebody like it's not because i dislike them it's because i like actually like love them but sometimes i love the ridiculousness of you know what I mean? Well, you know who you know who that reminds me of? Robin Dixon. We love yeah. like I always say Ramo- Ramona and Robin Dixon hit they're two totally different cast members, but they're the same. Never get rid of them. Even if they bring just nuts, like I, I still need them on the show. Yeah, Ramona yeah. could drive me crazy and Robin could want Dixon it out forever. Yeah. And I, still, <laughs> I don't care how bad I still want it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I My own insecurity is that I'm not I sure. Agree. Um, Dua Lipa, I wasn't necessarily always into originally, uh, but, but I, I caught on really quick. It was just because I didn't know what role she was going to fit in, you know? And yeah. I was a, I was a Tovalo, Tuvalu fan. And I kind of was like, is this the same? But then I found out it was way different. And yeah, yeah you've seen a little bit of the glow up too. So I guess yeah. that's helps. Um, yeah, talk right. about Mar- Mariah Carey. So you said she's funny because she's imperfect, nutty or... She's nutty, yeah, but I mean, she'd have to admit that too, right? It's, um, but like, I fucking love her. Can I curse on this? Sorry. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, I, I, love, I love her, um, especially her older stuff. The newer stuff, not so much. I mean, definitely Caution was a great album, but before that, I wasn't really following for a long time, but Caution is a great album. Um, let's do one since we talked about Housewives in New York I said Ramona um, and evidently a, uh, um, a friend or colleague of yours I really don't think she got her, her due and I want to know your point of view as a viewer uh, Barbara Barbara yeah not a friend of mine no <laughs> oh you know but, but what, do you, what did you think about her her appearance and do you wish she came yeah, back Barbara. yeah Barbara's a good friend of mine I love her I wish they get, she didn't get, really get a fair shake no not at all not at all, um, and it bothered me, especially because of the stuff with the stuff with the um, when she said that she was bisexual on the show or just sexually fluid. I guess right, right. Kind of their their reaction to that was a little bit disappointing, I think. But she's a great person, and honestly, she really like legitimized that season a bit. Like, well, not herself; she only solely legitimized it. But she, as a businesswoman, I don't think a lot of the women on the show can say that they have a multi million dollar um, construction firm. You know. That yeah, women, women ran. Um, so I think that that's something that's really, really great that she brings to the table. And I don't think that they really like respected her like she should have been. 
there's there's a part there's a part that they got along so well right at the beginning if you notice bethany was right away warmed up to her because she was yes. and i think it's really important to have on that show um if you had to choose one between sonia and luann who's who's your favorite out of those two sonia i think sonia's funner she's really goofy i think her ta her tagline from a nicer huh it's nicer oh 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 <laughs> probably probably but i don't mind Luann either just for the entertainment no, I don't mind I don't mind Luann I think Luann's great I think everybody on New York is great for the show but I think Sonia's just like fun um what are your thoughts on Jennifer Lopez um I loved her in Hustlers I'm not a Jennifer Lopez like music stan but I like love I loved her in Hustlers that made me like want to get in her corner more but I want to see what she does like now after Right. Okay. Well, that was the trick question. That was my queen. I, I go heavy for there. Yes, I do. And I always got to argue it a little bit because a lot of people are like, oh, she can't sing. She can't this. She can't that. And I'm like, I get what you're saying. She can't but, sing. She can definitely dance though. Yeah. Right? That's not what she did. Huh? That's like what she did is, was dancing before this. Yeah. And there's something to me about like this longevity. Like she managed to hold the legacy very good for Selena, but then yet we don't necessarily always think of J-Lo, Selena until we you know, take a moment. And yeah. even if you couldn't sing per se, I know that's her struggling suit, let's say, she's managed to continue. She's managed to, to be- uh, Just pretty a, iconic moments. Yeah, and you know when she got me, she, she got me all the way gooped was when she freaking did the um, halftime show and she had the nerve, and I say this with love, she had the nerve and the audacity to go after Shakira. Like Shakira's resume is like slash, 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 <laughs> slash to a million. Yeah, and, yeah. And as a fan watching that, I'm like, whoa, she got the nerve to yeah. feel like she could go after Shakira. And, and you know, she did her thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some will say it's just, you know, twisting and dancing. But, you know, yeah. I still love it. I still love it. I went to the Madison Square Garden show, uh, mm -hmm. the one that was blacked out. So it was a lot of fun. And, and then I went okay. to the second show, too. So okay. the J-Lo stand for sure. Um, yeah. You said Mariah Carey. Who's another iconic uh pop diva that, that really we should be paying attention no, to? I really don't like that many pop girls. Like, like I don't stand that many, but I love Rihanna. I think oh. Rihanna is the perfect mix of like, her social media presence is really funny. She's got a, a really good sense of humor about herself and everything. And uh, everything from style to her actual quality of her music is just like, it's good. No one's seeing Rihanna. They can't see her. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And you know, when people were honored about like, oh, put out music, put out music, put out music. It's like, why? She got, she's got the coin jumping. So like, yeah. who cares? Um, yeah. Briefly talked about Love and Hip Hop. Who of, of all the shows, who of the Love and Hip Hop girls do you really enjoy? I've got my pick for probably the all-time favorite, but I want to hear who yeah. you pick. Um, you know, I think... See, I like the tragic ones. Like, <laughs> I kind of love like Tierra Marie, but I will say my number one is Kay Michelle because she's oh the quality of her music is better than all of the other girls. I think she's the best music to come out of that show, and she's still doing it. And she's really talented, I think, and she's super funny. She was the funniest girl I think has ever been on that show. Okay, I like that one. Um, she's the only one who had a um, a solo show afterwards. She had, spin -off. She had a spinoff. Um, is she the only one? Well, I know. Jocelyn did shortly. Yandy was a, had a wedding, but you know, who watched that? Um, oh, that Yandy every season drives me nuts, but it's okay. Um, so you know who I liked? I liked an Erica Mena early. Oh, I loved her. Yeah, early. She, she was my early one. I like, was obsessed with Erica Mena. I still like love her, but I liked seasons three and four Erica Mena when she was still with Rich Dollars and like, yeah, your guns. Like that was the Erica Mena I loved. 
and she cool down. Right, right, right. And she was always a little bit that way though, because she was on the Kardashian show that yeah. one season. So, and she was in the Chris Brown Yo video. Like, you know, she's she's been around. She's fucking everyone in Terror Squad. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Allegedly. Information. Okay. Yeah, Wendy was well, so what do you think about Wendy Williams? Because Wendy Williams seems to get a lot of critique. The reason I particularly like her is because I've sort of done a lot of radio and been around it for a long oh. time. And I just feel like sometimes Wendy gets the same critique as like a blogger, you know what I mean? Who's just trying to be messy. Whereas Wendy actually is talented. I'm not negating no yeah. drug issue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you think about Wendy overall? Um, I love her. I mean, like it's hard because she made those comments a couple of months ago about yeah. the LGBT community. She apologized. So I'm trying to look past it. Um, I'm not saying everybody has to forgive her, but I'm just trying to like, cause I think that, what she brings to the table in terms of like pop culture, um, just commentary is like un, un, unparalleled yet by anybody else that we have like on daytime television. So she can be just like sitting in her kitchen doing the at home stuff, just eating. Oh food. my God, what a joke that I love. I want it. It's funny. It's just like she's being- He's a monster and I want more. Yeah. She's like, I'm not saying she's perfect. And I think that's why I like her is because she's not perfect, you know? When it comes to radio girls, like, of course, I'm more of an Angie Martinez fan, just as far as talent and radio and all that stuff. But Angie Martinez. everybody has their own thing. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. one time I interviewed Angie Martinez, it was a great interview. I was like totally motivated from it. But you're going to get that from Angie. Angie's going to give it to you. She's going to be professional. Yeah. Wendy, I don't know what you're going to get, but I mean, I'll watch yeah. it. <laughs> and, um, what's his name? Uh, Charlemagne the God is very similar. He's like the male Wendy Williams. He is. I feel like I favor Ebro though, and I'm very, right. low, I'm very low in opinion. No one else agrees with me, really. But really? yeah, I don't really like Ebro that much. But okay. then again, I've known who Ebro. Sorry, Ebro. <laughs> a lot of people think Ebro copied Charlemagne, so I think that's where it comes from. Oh, and see, I, I, did, don't huh? I don't really see the comparison. I never. I don't really. Oh, know. okay. Yeah, I don't. Well, know. I like him, and I, I yeah. Anyway, um, talk about um some of the Bravo shows that you do enjoy. Lately, I've been getting into Summer House. I can't tell if it's just the quarantine. <laughs> like, me just not having anything. But lately, I have gotten into Summer House. But the thing is, is I was thinking about it. I think I like shows that are filmed in the summer that air in the fall, winter. Because they yep. give you to look forward Jersey to. Jersey Shore, Logo had the Fire Island. Yeah. They give so, you a little bit of, like, you're claustrophobic almost. And you're ready to, like, burst. I did. Exactly. So, okay. the one, I think. Huh? Yeah. Summer House, I think that's the one I think. So Vanderpump is, of course, better in general, yeah. but it is falling a little bit. But I actually always advocate for Summer House. I think it's really good. I think they're missing a cast member or two. I think so. I think they should get a bigger house somehow. Maybe incorporate some people of color for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why do, Danielle was there, and then Danielle got, like, you know, a part-time role, which didn't make sense to me. I love Danielle. Yeah. And I love Lindsay. Lindsay Hubbard is... Oh, yeah, Lindsay's the best one, I think. I mean, she's, she's like a natural, like, but she's been on the show since the beginning, right? Yeah, she has. Yeah. You could tell. You could tell she's like seasoned. She knows what she's doing. Like, she's, <laughs> well, like, she's, a, she's a PR chick too. So that means, and she, her own business. So it's kind of like she knows how to, pl you know, play both games, you know? And, and yeah, she's on the show for a minute. She knows how to produce, but it's not too, it doesn't feel too forced yet. She's still kind of right. messy. Yeah, I like Am it. I right to think that Backyard Envy is coming back? Backyard, it is. Um, season two. Yeah. It was good though. They well, they did the freaking um, what was it in that, down near Tribeca? The huge Tulum looking um. Oh, uh, Gitana. I yeah. didn't like. I've been there before, like you yeah. know, and enjoyed. And then I'm watching the TV show, and I'm like, oh wow, that's that's very big. 
Yeah, they do a lot of big projects. This season's going to be really good. I think they, I don't know if I can give this stuff away, but they're doing, um, <laughs> they did a St. Germain event that is really like amazing, looks great. Um, Barbara's there. I don't think, know if we, I was with Barbara and we went to the opening. I don't know if Barbara's okay. going to be in the. That, was the, first, that was the first thing I thought. I said, well, if Barbara can't do Housewives, <laughs> I'd like her to do a second season, but you know, she, she maybe don't want to mess with the, with the, with the, as Wendy says, the swill. Um, oh, yeah. she, um, she was, she um, was supposed to be on the season though. They were, I think they were going to do her house. I don't know if they ended up doing it. Um, yeah. Of, yeah. Of all Housewives that I feel like needed a second season, Barbara is pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to sound funny that I say this now because she became sort of a bigger name after Housewives. But I, season one, went so heavy for Larsa Pippen. I was a Larsa Pippen. Oh, yeah. Especially now, like, after everything that's kind of gone on with her life, like, she's a definite, like, if they ever had Miami <laughs> back, they would have to be, they would have to make it around her circle. Because she's... I mean, Miami was a lost. I don't know nothing about Dallas. Never seen one episode of Dallas. I know there's, yeah. like, a man lady. Don't care. Yeah. But Miami, I watched every season. And oh, I, I, I wish she came back. I just do. Leah Black is one of my favorite housewives of all time. Yes, and I like my housewives to be of Leah Black's age as well. I was just going to say that. I love, like, an older... <laughs> that's why I like Karen Huger. I like, the, you know, I like that kind of, like, age range because their kids are, like, off... Or I guess Leah's son was pretty young during that show, but I like typically when their kids are off to college and they just yes. drink a little bit more, you know? Well, my thoughts are when you bring in these young, rowdy ones, no offense to a young one, they, they some of them are good. I like Melissa Gorga when she was young. Now she's 40. But when they get too loud and too chippy and too physical, Potomac, um, I'm always like, why don't you bring that action to Love and Hip Hop if that's what you want to do? Yeah, if I wanted to see that all the time, I would just watch Basketball Wives. <laughs> and I like, I like that there's like, but I like that's why I think that Potomac and Miami worked is because they have that age range that hits so many spots along the way. It's like, you've got Giselle's range, then you've got right. Candace who's very young and Ashley, and then you've got the Karen Huger. I would love to see maybe someone else cast to like be on Karen's level a little bit. That's why I thought Sharice was really nice because she would play yeah. with Karen. I miss her. I didn't like Sharice. And then when she was gone, I missed her. So yes, yes. shame on me. I, I, she's like I felt, huh? She's like Sheree. Like Sheree, I don't need when she's oh. there. But then when she's gone, I'm like, oh, I miss Sheree. She would be so perfect right now. Um, I'll just end you with uh, two of my comments and I'll get your reaction. So my two most overrated housewives of all time, Nene Leakes. Yeah. Don't like her. <laughs> and I think Kyle gets a favorable edit every season and she's quite boring. I tried to watch Beverly Hills because of uh, Garcelle and I like Lisa Renna. <laughs> but yeah. That Kyle is just the most boring housewife, which is fine. But to get such a favorable edit, it's like she walks on water. I can't do it gotta be friends with someone i think yeah I, I agree with that i'd say my my two most overrated would be erica jane i think she's all flash and no substance oh okay i mean i mean i don't i don't know i don't fight for her so it don't matter people love her so you know i sometimes I wonder if they don't know how to edit her they knew how to edit like erica jane caricature and then when she gives like more heart they like don't know how to edit that for some weird reason I just like it feels like she's never she's like very unbothered all the time by people and that's not why I want to watch Housewives. I want to see her interact with people. <laughs> you want to see a vulnerable cry like a Robin Dixon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't think she's yet. So I don't want to give her like but I do think she's a little bit overrated. And I would say, um, let's say probably Tamara. Tamara. I don't you know, people love Tamara and I just okay. don't see it. So 
She's yeah, crazy. I'm like, that must be OC, because I don't know. I mean, I know who the OC people are. I just don't really watch it. You don't want to lock into too many shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing about pop culture in general? Just connecting with people? Yeah, and um, I like the, I really like the intersection of politics and where it meets um, mainstream pop culture. Right. I uh, like kind of like, um, I don't know how to put it, but like, I guess, uh, recounting or explaining politics and what's kind of going on through the lens of Housewives or Love and Hip Hop or something. Because that makes sense. Like, so how the way that like housewife memes can still work into like a story that's related to politics. Or well, it's important because, I mean, important's an interesting word, but it's important because sometimes like all that stuff drains you. Like the actual like dissemination. <laughs> appetizing for people to understand and still kind of take in but like yeah so when the press conferences go crazy and it like almost like makes you cringe yeah yeah i will say you know kudos to you like you'll be able to hit an ig story that you know it is humorous like it really if you could if you could find a wig shift moment out of the country <laughs> or, or like the current like the way that the trump press conferences have been lately and how crazy they are it immediately makes me think meme wise of karen's crazy press conference with the peanuts and that army suit where she was wow. talking about her taxes you know what i mean that was rough that was rough and i was in a um i gotta stick on this i gotta stick on this potomac moment because I was in, um, I thought, unpopular opinion that I thought Giselle did no wrong. People thought it was shady that she did it. But this, <laughs> I thought it was so shady. <laughs> it was, but this is what I say. You're throwing a whack, fake press conference. I'm going to give you what yeah. you give me. That's why I love yeah. Giselle. That's, so yeah, Giselle, yeah. season oh, love episode all, one, uh, Karen's like, oh, I'm going to give you a mirror or whatever for etiquette. Wow. What did Giselle do? She turned around the mirror and said, oh, well, aren't I beautiful? Giselle has <laughs> got to be number one. I don't think Karen is number two. They're both right there. Karen sometimes moves like a millennial. That's all I'll say. Moves like a millennial? A little bit sometimes. Oh, move, oh, moves houses. No, well, <laughs> no. Oh, like, I thought you were being shady. Well, that too. <laughs> That's that that too. <laughs> I meant her grind, her move, her hustle is very millennialish sometimes, you know. Okay. Uh, I want the grand dame at all times. Anyways, yeah, this yeah. was about pop culture. Um, any big plans for your podcast? And why the heck is the name Pet Shop Boy and B? I need to know the difference or how that all came together. Um, well, my real name is B. It's Brandon, but everyone calls me B since I'm little, and I was in spelling bees as a kid, so everyone's <laughs> called me B ever since I was little. And then, um, yeah, Pet Shop Boy, I was just the, I needed an Instagram name one day, and Pet Shop Boys yeah. is a band that I was into. Um, I mean, I still am. They're a good band, but they're not my favorite band. But Yeah, they are good, though. Uh, I love Pet Shop Boys. Um, and <laughs> so I just went with that. It was cute. Pizza Boy was taken, so Pet Shop Boy. Gotcha. <laughs> um, big plans on the podcast, or just kind of you and Tracy just working it out and just getting more guests? Tracy just working it out in this new world we're living in temporarily, but we yeah. should expect to be, we've been recording separately, so I sent her the the tapes or the, the files rather yeah doing a lot of the recording on my mic with people skype so when we get back in the studio i've got some more housewives coming up but i want to say exactly who just yet but um some more housewives coming in and um from different coasts so all right keep up the good work i yeah i've seen margaret joseph's done the show and um i, I like melissa gorga so that would be my hope next time you know okay, yeah. like she, she got a little rough judgment this last season but that's neither here nor there yeah. uh, thank you pet shop boy slash b the b-list podcast i find it quite entertaining and as you've known it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger so um yeah. that's fun thank you for your time yeah thanks for yeah